You are listening to the Christian Worship Center Podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. You have light and the life was the light of men. Do you have light today? If you have light today, you're going to find out where we get it. It says, and the light shines. Is it up here? And the light shines in the darkness. Church, I want you to see what's on the end of the shine. It's not a D, but it's an S. It's a continual shining that didn't stop. It continues to shine today. And it'll continue to shine forevermore as long as this world tarries. It'll continue to shine. But yet we worry about the darkness that's all around us. But yet we're walking in the light that shines. It says, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. That word comprehend, if you look it up in the Greek, actually means overtake it. The darkness cannot overtake the light, church. See, we think they're opposites, and they are. Light and darkness are opposite, but they're not equal opposites. Darkness can never overtake the light, but light always overtakes the darkness. Whatever the darkness in your life looks like today, the light will overtake it. If you will follow Christ and allow him to shine in your situation, there's no darkness that can conquer, okay? All right. It says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Church, what are we doing today? We're bearing witness of the light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. It doesn't say to some men. It says to every man. He gives light to every man coming into the world. Now it's up to every man to choose to walk in the light or to choose to live in the darkness. Church, today you have the choice of do I walk in the light or do I want to remain where I'm at in the darkness. It says he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not Know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. He's the light of the world. In his light is life. Have you ever been out in the woods? I don't know if you're a deer hunter or if you if you just ever spend time out in the woods. You notice that sometimes trees grow all wonky. That's a scientific term, wonky, in Adair County. So. <laughs> If you look behind my house, there was a whole bunch of trees when we first started and we began to push trees over. But there would be a little bit of opening of light and the tree would literally grow sideways long enough to get into the light and then it would straighten up. Because physical life takes physical light. Just like physical life needs physical light, your spiritual life has to have spiritual light to grow to. As a believer of Jesus Christ and a follower, you should be drawn to the light of life. 
the word that was made flesh, which is Jesus. Our lives should be growing towards that light. Sometimes there's going to be adjustments made, and we're going to look a little wonky. And he's going to get us back in line with the light, and we're going to begin to grow again. Because the word says that we are in the vine, right? He is, he is the, uh, see, I am the vine, you are the branches. He's the vine. We're part of the vine. We're the branch. But he says he trims us to make us produce more fruit. That's what's happening when you're growing towards the light. He's pruning you, and he's trimming you to stay in the light. Because without the light, church, there is no spiritual life. We have to be in the light. Every man has the ability or has the opportunity for the light, but they have to make the decision to go after the light. The light's a free gift, but you have to make the decision to follow the light. John 8, 12 says this. It says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. I'm going to pause here for just a minute, and I don't know why, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to throw a challenge out there. Did you know in the beginning of Genesis, on day number one, God said, light be, and light was. But yet, God did not create the sun until day four. I don't know about you, but I believe the light of the word lit this universe for four days before the sun was ever created. So he has the legal right to say, I am the light of the world. He's not just the spiritual light. He is the physical light of the world. He lit it for four days before the sun was ever created. Hallelujah. So it says, I am, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He was declaring himself the light of the world. He's saying, there's no other light besides me. I'm the one and only light. Not is he the only light. He's the only way. He's the only truth. And he's the only life. Because there's no way to the Father but through Jesus Christ. It's one and only, church. There's no other way. There's no other way. It's Jesus or nothing. He's the one and only. He's the light of the world. This verse speaks of the light of his truth, the light of his word, and the life of eternal light. Just like you turn on a light in the darkness when you go in a room, church, you turn on a light. The same way, we need to be taking the light of Christ to a dark, dying, hurting world. As followers, we will never, it says... He who follows me, does it say everybody? No. It says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness. If you don't follow him, guess what? It's going to get pretty dark, church. But if you follow him, you will not walk in darkness, but you're going to have the light of life. The darkness cannot comprehend you. It cannot comprehend the light of Christ flowing through you. It cannot overtake you. When you're following him and you're standing on his word, 
You cannot be overtaken, no matter how dark the world looks. And we all know, if you look from the physical eye, if you read the news, if you look at our president or our government, it looks really dark. But I'm here to tell you today, church, I'm not subject to what this world says is fact. I am subject to the truth that is Jesus Christ, and he changes all things. All old things are passed away. All things become new. You become new. we got to get our eyes off the darkness. It can't comprehend the light. Walk in the light. You don't have to worry about the darkness. But yet so often we find ourselves paying more attention to the darkness than we do the light. Church, all we got to do is walk in the light. Just as Jesus said that he was the light, he commands us to be light too. If you go to Matthew 5, starting in verse 14, this is Jesus talking. He's talking to the believers. How many of y'all are believers tonight? Amen. He's talking to you. He says, you are the light of the world. Church, I'm here to tell you tonight, you are the light of the world. says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven even jesus said even jesus said if you don't believe me at least believe the works that i do because they point to the father if they don't believe you they can't deny the works of the father church are we walking in the light or are we paying attention to the darkness we're walking in the light right We're the light of the world. We have to quit allowing our situation to define us. And we have to be defined by the word of God and by what Jesus says about us. So often we're defined by our offense. Let's step on some toes, right? So often we are defined by our hurts. Well, pastor said that and that's, he shouldn't have said that. That hurt my feelings. Get over it. Get over it, right? If you're dead to yourself, if you're dead to this flesh, it doesn't matter. You can't be hurt. You're already dead. Church, it's time to die to this flesh and walk in the Spirit so we can fulfill the very works that Christ has set before us. Do you want to change the world? Get out of yourself and get into the Spirit and let God lead you into all truth. All truth. But so often we put a basket on our own head. Well, I'm scared. I get it. He didn't give you a spirit of fear. Well, I'm timid. That's not my personality. Well, get his personality. Because it's his personality. And there's somebody out there that only you can reach. And he's waiting for you to move. So often we're waiting on God and God's waiting on us to move. He's already moved. Get out of our offenses, church. Get out of our flesh. Die to this flesh and walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Just like the moon. Did you know that the moon doesn't produce any light? It produces no light. But yet we see it shining in the sky every night. 
It's the sun halfway across the world shining on the moon that's reflecting to the earth that lights our night sky. The same as the moon, Christ is shining on us and reflecting off of us to a lost and dying world. Are you reflecting Christ? Are we reflecting Christ in our life? What are the works? What does he say the works are? Well, what were the works that Jesus did? It said that he healed the sick. He cleansed the lepers. He cast out demons. He raised the dead. Freely you received, freely give. But yet we don't want to do that. Because it's embarrassing. God, you don't know what they're saying about me. Do you know what they said about him? God, they they might not let me hang out in the cool crowd. You're not that cool. It's okay. Hang out with me. I'm not that cool either. We can start a club or a group. It'd be great. We could be the outcast that Jesus loves. Right? We got to die to self and walk in the spirit. We got to be like the moon. We should be reflecting. You know what the cool part about the moon is when it reflects? If you're a deer hunter, you know this. The more of the moon that opens itself up, the more light can reflect off of it. Right? If it's a full moon, you might as well sleep in and not go deer hunting because so much light is reflecting at night, the deer move at night. How much of yourself are you willing to open up for the sun, S-O-N, to reflect through your life and move on to the people around you? Are you willing to die to your reputation? Are you willing to be known as crazy or awkward or weird or different? The more I open myself up and allow, uh, allow Christ to reflect off of me, the more the world around me is going to be changed by His mighty power. We have to do works by faith through the Holy Spirit. Right? The Spirit works through us by faith and we see these things come to pass. We've got to take the basket off our head, church. The number one goal of the enemy is to put the basket on you. Ah, you can't get up in front of them and talk. You'll just stumble around. You wouldn't know what to say. You're right. I don't know what to say. But Christ in me is the hope of glory. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Church, we have to let our light shine. Unafraid, unashamed, not worried about what people think. Let our light shine. There's a dark and dying world that is waiting for you to shine the light of Christ. They're waiting on you. They're waiting on me. They're waiting on the church to rise up and take our place and change a world. See, that's the thing about the light, church, is it pushes back. Against the darkness. We have to push back. Against the darkness. For way too long. We hide in our prayer closets. And we say God take care of it. That's good. I'm not knocking prayer closets. We should all have a prayer closet. Okay. Understand me when I say that. But at some point. We have to take direction from our father. And go out and move. And change the world. Because I'm telling you. The darkness is doing it. Look at your schools. 
The darkness is stepping up to push back against the light. It's time the light steps up and takes our place and pushes back the darkness and bring God back into our school. I heard a young man say that he goes to Marietta, and I'm very proud of him, and I'm not going to call him by name. But he goes to Marietta, and he was told he couldn't write Jesus on his bag. He couldn't even write Merry Christmas on his bag. I don't remember exactly what he wrote, but he wrote something like, King of King and Lord of Lords anyways. Because at his young age of probably, I don't know, 10 or 11, he's pushing back the darkness. If we would have pushed back the darkness, we wouldn't have lost prayer in schools. But we take a passive approach of, okay, God, you see it, take care of it. God does see it, and he's telling you, this is what I want you to do. Stand up and go take care of it. He uses his people to see things happen and see things come. Push back against the darkness, church. we got to quit just letting it go. I want to close with this. It's a challenge. Church, if you'll make history when you're all alone, you'll make history when there's people all around you. Let me tell you what I mean. Think about David. David was with the sheep. A lion comes and he grabs the sheep. What's David do? Chases it down. He attacks it. He kills it. He gets the sheep back, right? Nobody was watching. He could have been like, I didn't see nothing. 99, that's what I started with, right? But he was faithful in that time. How about when the bear came? Same thing. He was faithful when he was by himself. He made history when he was alone. So when it came time for Goliath and everybody was around, guess what? He wasn't near as worried. He was with me when I conquered the lion. He was with me when I slayed the bear. You're nothing but an uncircumcised Philistine. You're nothing to my God. He made history on his own by, by himself, just him and God. And so when people were looking, he made history. What are we doing when we're by ourselves? Are we walking in character? Are we seeking after God? Are we reading our word? Are we spending our time in prayer? Are we listening to music that we probably shouldn't listen to, watching movies that aren't appropriate, allowing things to sink down in our heart that's eventually going to come out of our mouth? Or are we making history when we're alone, just us and God? Because, church, I know my God. I spend time with my Father. I know what the light looks like. So when I get out in the darkness, it's not near as scary because I know what the light is. I'm not saying I'm arrived. I haven't arrived, but I've left, and I'm on my way. Sometimes I'm getting kind of wonky, and I straighten out, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm headed towards the light. If I'm being too scientific, I apologize. (laughs) But that's my challenge, church. What are we doing when we're alone? What are we doing in our free time? Because if you're waiting till you get out in the world to try to see these things happen... You're waiting too late. Got to start on our own with Christ in our personal time. Seeking Him. Seeking direction. Think about what Jesus did. Jesus would go and He'd get direction from the Father. And then He went out and changed a world. It's exactly what we should be doing. Spending our time with the Father. Getting direction. Going out and changing a world.
Church, let's be the light. Let's let the, the, the light of Christ shine through us to a hurting, dying world. We can change it. The darkness can't overtake us. All we got to do is push back.